Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Emaw podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tillery, and before I get into things today, I want to say, if you enjoy the show, if you've been liking them, liking the last couple episodes, go ahead and consider subscribing and rate us wherever you get your podcasts out. It takes a little bit of time, but it helps us out immensely. So it's no secret, we have got to get into the dirty game that was last night. That was the Kansas State Wildcats getting taken down, their March Madness dreams ended, unfortunately, by the FAU Owls. And I got to tell you, from the bottom of my heart, this is going to be one of the hardest podcasts I've had to record all year. Full disclosure, it's not going to be an easy thing to get through, but I want you to know this. I went to bed pissed off, upset, just heartbroken that we were so close to getting to where we needed to be, and I saw a video on Twitter when I woke up. I saw a video from Jerome Tang, I don't know if it was posted by Tang or not, but it was of Tang, and he was clapping and saying, hey, keep your heads up. Winners keep their heads up. This is what we do, Cam. Winners keep their heads up. Talking to Cam Carter. Talking to a couple of different guys as they're coming in. You know, everybody's sad. There's so many emotions, these raw feelings of just absolute decimation at the end of your season. And I feel for the seniors. I feel for this team. But somewhere along the lines, I stopped worrying so much about the loss. And I started thinking about the love and the excitement and everything we shared all season long. I thought about the good moments. I didn't think about the crappy game. I felt so good because I thought about all of the positivity. And for the past two weeks, even though none of you guys are really going to want to hear this, the past two weeks, we have been at the forefront of college basketball fans' minds. And I got to be honest with you, this is what college sports is supposed to be. There's heartbreak, there's anguish, there's overjoyed moments where nothing can take you down. Unfortunately, we were on the opposite side of that. We were on the heartbreaking, on the crushing, soul-bending loss that was us. And it didn't feel good. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh yeah, everything's good, everything's peachy. But I'm also not going to be that negativity guy, man. I'm not going to contribute to that anymore. So much negativity surrounding every college basketball program. Your season gets ended, the other team hates you. Or you end a season, everybody's you know pissed off, everybody's thrilled. There's one way or another. You can't just be comfortable in college sports. It feels like you can't be comfortable nowadays. Unless you're at the top, unless you're winning, you're never comfortable. I'm here to challenge that. I think in today's episode, I want to talk to you more about how I feel about the season rather than just, oh, the referees were bad, or oh, this was bad, oh, this was bad. It's not a time for us to be negative anymore. The time to be negative is when nobody cares about your team. When nobody's watching you, when you've lost so many games, it's not even funny. You finish bottom of the pack. That's when it's your time to be negative. Not when you just had one of the best seasons in recent memory. I'm not going to sit here and try to fake some, oh my gosh, if this happens, we win the game. None of you want to hear that. I'll be fully honest with you. None of you want to hear my reasons as to why we didn't didn't win. I'll tell you in a quick 30-second segment here. We didn't rebound. We hardly defended. Keontae Johnson had some bad fouls. It just didn't go our way. The basketball gods weren't on our side. That's what I'm sitting here to tell you. I'm not trying to tell you that, oh, this play, this, the X and O's here. We, we missed a lot of layups. We didn't rebound very well. We didn't defend very well. And the shots we hit were short-lived. That's what happened last night. But it's okay. It is A-okay. This team is going to be back. And I know it seems like a world away. But you got to trust. you got to trust Jerome Tang. One of the nicest, most pure human beings in all of college sports. That guy, if he's telling me not to be sad, I'm not going to be sad. If he's saying, okay, guys, it's okay. This is college sports. This is what basketball is. You have to understand that the tides aren't always high. You know, there's low tides for a reason. And it makes you appreciate when the high tides come in more. You can't just have always up. In life, there has to be downs. So many different things. I know it's corny to say, but if everybody smiled, nobody would be smiling at all. We'd all be the same. If everybody was crying, it'd be an everyday Tuesday. There has to be a give and take with everything. 
And it's not time to sit here and say, this is terrible. We're a bad team. We're, we're. We had one of the best teams in all of college sports. There's eight teams left. We were one of those eight teams. We're one of the top eight teams remaining out of the entire nation. And if you want to make the argument of, well, KU, you know, they do that every other year. They're a great team. When you compare yourself to everybody else, you're going to end up suffering. Why should I compare my experience to anybody else around me? My team has an electric coach, one of the most positive guys in the world. He should win National Coach of the Year without a doubt. We also have an underdog point guard who nobody believed in until March, outside of K-State fans. Let me preface that. We all knew what he was capable of, but the world was put on notice with Marquise Noel. Keontae Johnson, a guy who could have gone to any college program in the nation and done this, but he chose Kansas State. He chose little old Manhattan, Kansas in the Octagon of Doom. He chose that to be his home. And he changed the entire narrative about a program. Jerome Tang came in and revitalized, revived every aspect of K-State basketball. And I'm sitting here to tell you, even though my heart breaks and my heart hurts, I'm so happy to be a Wildcat. And you should too. In case you don't want to take it from me, here's a clip from Jerome Tang postgame. Talking about the situation, this is just something he had to say. I think it could really benefit you guys. When this happens, this is the third time I've lost in the Elite Eight. And... You can sit around and mope and cry about it, or you can really uh, just think about the love and the joy that you've had uh, through the season. And, you know, like, like winners keep their heads up. They don't drop their heads. And so our guys were not going to walk off the floor with their heads down. And then uh, we're going to approach, like, like tough things are going to happen in our life, and we don't get to wallow in it. Okay, we got to keep moving forward. And, and this is more of a lesson for them of becoming men than it is about basketball. I mean, seriously, think about this. This season shouldn't end with a blemish. We shouldn't look at this and say, well, this team couldn't get it done. Think about how good you felt when we beat KU. Think about putting up 116 in Texas, and we had no idea what we were going to get from the team. All we had is won a couple of games out of conference. Think about when Ish Masood hit shots that make you cry, a guy who stayed and worked his tail off to be on the court. You take a role-player guy and make him a first-team All-Big 12-level shooter. That's who Ish Masood is. And I'm not trying to say he's first-team All-Big 12 player, but he has the potential to blossom into that. Naquan Tomlin, a kid who hadn't played basketball outside of four years in his entire life, played at Rutger Park. And now, in case you missed it, the Big 12 is making arrangements to go play games at Rutger Park and set up coaching camps so that kids like Naquan Tomlin can find their way into college basketball. How incredible is that? It's not just a one-track season. It's never just a, well, if you don't win the championship, it's a bad year. This is one of the best years in K-State history, and I know we didn't get it done. But you can't sit there and tell me that this hasn't been an incredible success. If I gave you an option at the beginning of the season, hey, if I simulated this season and I put you in the Elite Eight and I didn't tell you the outcome of the Elite Eight game, you would be so unbelievably thrilled. When you saw that 10th in the Big 12, last in the Big 12, and I said this team's going to an Elite Eight, I would backflip three times and end up landing straight on my neck. I mean, there's no way that I could have expected this. No one should have expected this. But the team believed in each other. And I think it depends how much you want to chalk up to belief. Do you believe in Jerome Tang? The answer is yes. The answer is going to be yes for years to come. And it should be. We have one of the best coaches in all of college basketball. In case you didn't see it, you saw against Tom Izzo. You saw against John Calipari. The way they handle themselves post-game. Our coach is going over to the other team's locker room saying, we are so proud of you guys. You guys played, you know, played incredible basketball. Stay together. You can win this thing. Believe in yourselves. That's the kind of guy we have in Manhattan, and that's the type of fan I want to be. I don't want to be the fan that's like, oh, remember when we used to do the chant? Oh, yeah, you know, FKU, that type of stuff. I don't want to be that guy. 
I want to be the fan that appreciates it, man, says, whoa, Kansas State is sexy at basketball again. We're a sexy program nowadays in the national media headlines. When we're all clapping to Lil Baby, we have celebrities talking about us. Kevin Durant's tweeting about Marquise Noel, Trey Young, Patrick Mahomes. That never used to happen, and that never has happened. I mean, yeah, Michael Beasley had an incredible season. Jacob Pullen was an incredible player, but K-State is relevant again. And I'm not going to be one of the guys that said, oh, well, we've always been relevant. Not to this degree. When you're at the forefront of everybody's mind, when you're America's team for two straight weeks, that means a lot, and I don't think that's going away. As long as Jerome Tang is in Manhattan, this team will find a good squad. No doubt in my mind. We're going to go through some of the future stuff as well. I want to give you just some more optimism, some reason for celebration. I understand that a lot of times when people lose something, or you know, if you want to go with the funeral analogy, when you lose somebody, it's the hardest day of your life. But isn't it better to look at their life and celebrate the good moments than the last thing you saw? Isn't it way better to cherish the good moments where they made you feel good and vice versa? Because I felt a lot of those moments with this team. And I'm not sitting here saying that they all died, the team's gone, everything's happening. But the team itself had an incredible season. And we need to treat it like the spectacular season it was. So today, the reason I've gotten on here and kind of been, you know, I don't want to say preachy, but I've been a little therapeutic-esque, I guess. The reason I've said stuff like that, it's, it's step one and two to get to where we want to go. When we can affect a community, when we can change our opinions on different things, that's what makes things better, man. I'm not going to sit here and say you're a bad fan if you're pissed off about the game. You should be pissed off about the game, but you got to have a short memory. you got to have a short-term memory on that. Understand what's to come. And even though it's still a long ways away, think about the camaraderie that the guys share between the football team and the basketball team. I'll give you optimism for the football season as well. I'll give you optimism for the rodeo club. Everything at Kansas State University is one. And when you have the right guys in the position, the Chris Kleimans of the world, the Jerome Tangs of the world, when Gene Taylor is choosing those guys, the university is one. We compete as one. I mean, you see it. You see Jerome Tang say, I saw Chris Kleiman and Gene Taylor hug massively after the Big 12 championship game. I was going to get me one of those hugs. And then he did. He got himself a hug like that. How does that not make you want to cry? I understand how incredible it's been to be a K-State fan this season, but that's not stopping anytime soon. This isn't a one-track fluke year. As much as people want to say it is that, that don't like us. You know, there's programs like KU fans where I got to say I like about 73% of KU fans. I think there's a really good respectful number. I've had so many KU fans reach out and say, hey, you guys had an incredible season. That's props to you. As long as Tang's there, that's going to be great. But I've also seen the, haha, back to little brother. You know, you're not getting ever past the Elite Eight. You guys are terrible. Those tweets, man, why? Why does it matter? Don't worry about that, dude. The same way that if KU's in the Elite Eight and K-State's out, I'm going to root for KU. I want to see the Big 12 win. Don't you want to root for the overall conference? And I know Texas is probably a 50-50 toss-up for all fans because we don't know if they're really Big 12, if they're really SEC. They're still in the Big 12. I'm going to root for them like a Big 12 team. That's who I'm rooting for. Plus, UConn looks like a gauntlet. Don't know if we're going to see that or not. Texas has a lot to prove. And I'm not going to sit here and say they're the logical pick or who's the logical pick. But I want to see our conference succeed. I want to see the best conference in basketball be the best conference in basketball. Every year. And weirdly, the person that made the most sense about this was Cyclone Larry, who I don't think really has a lot of great takes, full disclosure, on Twitter. The guy went out there and said a tweet that basically said, I don't get the idea of kicking another franchise right after they just had a massive loss. What's the point in that? Nothing you can say is going to hurt them more. In a divisional game, yeah, K-State's playing Iowa State. They beat us. They deserve to talk trash on us. But we're all one here. I was cheering for Iowa State the same way I was for TCU, the same way I was for West Virginia. I want our conference to be above the rest. When you look at it at face value, even though they're our rivals, wouldn't you want to cheer them on? Wouldn't you want to be with them? So I want to give this just to say, like, all the support I got from different Big 12 fans about K-State, I'm so grateful for you. 
if we as a whole, not just K-State fans, not just Iowa State fans, KU fans, all of us, the entire conference, if everybody could try to be just a little bit more supportive, the world would change. The college basketball world would change. And I'm not sitting here to say it's not okay to be pissed off and upset. You can do whatever you really want. I'm not here to make a difference. I'm not trying to Mr. Rogers you through this. But K-State basketball should prove a lesson. Guys who are the most unlikable of rivals, someone you absolutely hate, picture that person. There's someone on Twitter, there's someone on the socials that you can picture right there. When that guy is cheering on K-State, you know you've got the right group of dudes. It's a crazy likable team with so many different storylines. I mean, Jerome Tang alone, everybody likes Tang. And I've been so hard, I've been so critical on Bill Self in the past couple of years just because of the sustained success. That's really what it's been. It's been an envious thing. I've been frustrated watching our team, you know, not not compete all the time outside of one year with Barry Brown, Dean Wade, and Cam Stokes. And then KU just had this continued success. Jerome Tang in one year has put us into that conversation. And I want to give a shout out, Bill Self, KU fans, everybody like that. Bill Self hasn't said something to the point that just infuriated me. He's never to the point where he's like, yeah, we hate Kansas State, we hate playing here, uh, Octagon of Doom, smelly and stinky. I don't recall memories like that. And you see guys like Tom Izzo, you see guys like John Calipari say, well, they're a lucky team, they got lucky shots, or, oh, well, that little kid. Bill Self isn't doing that crap. You know, Rodney Terry isn't saying that stuff. Think about our conference relative to the rest of the world. If we can support each other the same way that K-State was supported this season unanimously, I can't wait to watch how the world changes. I can't wait to watch how the college basketball world changes, how the football world changes. Keep your aggression and your passion for your team, but it's the same way that Tang said after we beat KU. Why are we showing up to games to hate the other team? Why don't we just show up because we love our team? Look at what you can accomplish when you love people. That's the message behind the season. That's the message behind the season. In your own everyday life, if you translate that, rather than hating somebody, try to love them as best you can. Even if you can't grow to appreciate them, just don't go out of your way to be a jerk to them. Because I know I felt so much more appreciated as a fan, and just like the fan bases I saw, like even the people like Braden Turner, who are KU fans, even Big Game Boomer kind of jumped on the K-State bandwagon. There's a lot of people that supported us that I really had no idea they'd ever support us. And I know that Kansas State has the best fan base in all of college basketball, and all of college sports. We're a passionate, devoted, it's an extension of that Chiefs fan base. But I think the niceness is what needs to improve. We can get more cheerful, more positive, and I know that it's hard to say that when there's certain tweets or takes you see just completely you know, demeaning everything we've ever done. But I think this season has changed me as a commentator. It's changed me as a person, and I've grown to appreciate the little things a little bit more. Seeing the guys smile more, I've appreciated that. Seeing seniors get their moments, see Coach Tank sub every single person on the roster out in the regular season just to get them the last claps, clapping send-off at home. That's incredible. That's what means more than basketball. So even though last night's loss was tough, doesn't this season mean more to you than just one loss? Isn't this bigger than basketball? Doesn't it feel good to know that K-State's national media brand is a national media brand now? I mean, you think about it, the Sweet 16, all those teams, K-State had the most social media impressions of all of them, with over 17 million. And if you're sitting at home, you're a four-star, five-star recruit guy saying, yeah, you know... I don't know where I want to play basketball. I mean, there's KU, there's Villanova, there's Duke, Kentucky. But I don't really like that, you know, Kentucky's coach is kind of a jerk. I don't really like this or I don't like that. You know, they seem to have a lot of fun at K-State. That Jerome Tang guy seems just the most positive dude of all time. They're listening to Little Baby pregame. All their players are characters. Everybody's got their own personality. I think I'd fit in pretty good in that locker room. And I challenge everybody in America to keep that message. Think about what this has done for us as a program, not just as a team for this year. 
They laid the path. They set the foundation. Both Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel deserve to have their names in the rafters. I believe that. I do. I will never forget this season. Never. A team that nobody believed in, except for Jerome Tang and those guys. And we hoped for the best. This is what we were given. An elite eight appearance that felt so good to be a part of and have everybody get to learn a little bit more about Mr. New York City, about the guys on this team that really lay it down daily. A guy like Cam Carter, who I think is just going to be incredible in the next couple of years. The last thing I want to say, like, think about what's coming next. That's what I want to challenge you to do. I'm serious. Jerome Tang tweeted every single game, regardless of what happened. Great win. What's next? Want to know. Tough loss. What's next? Want to know. Even against FAU. Tough loss. What's next? Want to know. Think about all the incredible recruits K-State has coming in. Dai Adams, four-star player. RJ Jones, four-star player. Michaela Bridge, basically a four-star player. He's like the last dude that's technically listed as a three. He's been upgraded at times. Doesn't really matter. Three outstanding players joining Naquan Tomlin, joining Ish Masood, joining David Gasson. These great players that we've had. Cam Carter, these guys are going to be a good team. And that's before the nation got turned on to K-State. Think about all the four- and five-star recruits that are sitting there saying, you know what? This team does sound fun. Anybody that's motivated by faith hears Jerome Tang talk and says, you know what? It'd be nice to have a father figure coach that not only appreciates me as a player and what I can do on the court, but as a man and who I can be with my life. Where can I see myself going that loves myself? A family aspect. Keontae Johnson said it himself. If you want to be around the best coaches in the world, come to Kansas State. If you want it to feel like home, come to Kansas State. And if you want to be like him, come to Kansas State. There's the next Keontae Johnson out there. There's the next Marquise Noel out there. It doesn't matter where you come from, but if you get in those doors at K-State and you stay there, the staff's going to love you. The fans are going to love you. I can vouch for the fans personally. We're going to love you. You'll be a cat for life. And I know that the future looks bright for K-State. Even when there's clouds in the sky, the sun still finds a way to shine through. That's the message I want you to keep in your heart. Think about it. The future is bright for K-State. Anytime something negative happens, understand that. We've got a massive, bright future. And I'm so excited to share it with you. Just like every other episode, I I want to finish this by saying it has been a great day to be a Wildcat, and I'm so glad to have you alongside with me. This has been the Everything Emaw Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network, and I want to say, if you're listening to the show, if you enjoyed the show, go ahead and consider leaving us a review as well as considering subscribing. It helps us out a ton. If you take that time, it just takes a second out of your day, and it makes ours a lot better. We are so appreciative of everything you've done for us this season, the support continually on the podcast all year long, and I can't wait to talk to you more about K-State football, K-State basketball, and everything K-State. Once again, it is a great day to be a Wildcat. Go Cats!